This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, the problem we're facing right now is the federal government has too much control of our Western lands. So what are we to do about that? We're talking with Jennifer Fielder, Chief Executive Officer of the American Lands Council, who is working to address this issue. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us. What are we to do with all this federal land ownership? Well, the the solution is really pretty simple. It, it won't be easy to get it done, but it's a very simple solution based on the principles of our country's founding, and that is the equality of the states and the ability of states to be able to govern the lands and resources and people within their states and then work together with other states on a national scale on on issues of national interest. So um, it's really not an issue of national interest to determine uh, which area of timber is harvested or which road or trail is left open. Um, those should be local decisions that are based on the landscape and, and the local needs and the situation locally. So we've got to um, divest federal control of many of these lands. Now, American Lands Council isn't seeking to have national parks or even national congressionally designated wilderness areas turned over to the states. Those those have a meaningful purpose, and um, they're just a very small percentage of the overall lands that the federal government is controlling. And we really don't um, advocate for having those turned over to the states unless the federal government just starts doing an even worse job on those. And, and they try, they put a lot of resources into national parks to try to make them enjoyable for everybody, and that's great. But back in two thir- 2013, you may remember that when uh, Congress was uh, in an argument with uh, President Obama over the budget, uh, President Obama ordered all federal lands to be closed. And that meant that they were going into national parks and deliberately closing them. In fact, a community in uh, Montana was actually isolated because the road in and out of that community goes through federal land, and the federal government wouldn't allow people to travel on that federal road or the fed the land that was on federal uh, the road that was on federal land. And so people actually were landlocked inside of this this community um, that was an in holding inside of a, a national park. So it was kind of ridiculous what Congress was doing. Um, and that was because of a, a squabble over the budget. There was no good reason to do it. Um, some whistleblowers testified that, you know, basically President Obama ordered the executive branch to just make it hurt because he wanted to create this this national outcry for Congress to settle the, their budget dispute. And it wasn't a budget over federal lands. In fact, it cost them more to go uh, close down these lands than it would have to just keep them operating um, they went into the back country, for example, where there was a, a hunting camp, you know, some hunters back there. They actually sent people, federal agents or rangers, back into the back country to go <laughs> wake people up in their tents and tell them, hey, you've got to leave because the federal lands are closed. And, you know, they could have just left them alone and it, it wouldn't have made any difference. But no, they wanted to make it hurt. So, um, you know, our executive branch under that that administration ordered all federal lands to be closed, except I I understand that the federal golf courses were left open. Um, But out here in the West, everything was shut down, and it was just over some squabble in D.C. that um, didn't have anything really to do with land management. So we've got to take the control out of these distant, the hands of these distant politicians and these distant bureaucrats and localize the control. 
Um, actually, Canada did this. They went through the process. It was called devolution. They went through and um, repealed several, I think it was about 27 different federal acts, and they replaced them with a handful of local acts, and they devolved control of the, the crown lands in Canada is what they refer to the federal lands as. They devolved uh, control for the management and the regulation of those lands to the provinces and the territories, and they completed that process in 2013. The last one was the Northwest Territories. They went through that process, and they found that the results are much better. The local, the more local the government, um, the more nimble they are, the more um, able they are to respond to different needs and, and different problems and solve them quickly. And uh, Canada is actually experiencing some great results from that. It's not perfect yet because they're still territorial and provincial, so they're they're pretty big regions. So the government's not quite as small as, uh, for example, in the states. When you go to the state level you know, you can solve things a lot more quickly than you than you could in a bigger level, like a provincial or territorial government. So we're trying to get federal land turned over to the states. There's a couple of ways that we're working on doing that at American Lands Council. One is through legislation at the federal level, and the other is through um, an actual lawsuit that would have to go to the Supreme Court to um, affirm that Congress does not have the constitutional authority to retain all of these lands in, in all of these states forever and ever and ever. They do have a duty to divest their control of the land and allow the states to govern the lands and resources and people within the states. So I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. A lot of the critique is if we turn this over to the states, we're going to have fracking rigs taking over our federal lands, and I'm not going to be able to ride my mountain bike and go enjoy camping with the family because this whole thing is going to become commercialized, and we're going to lose this precious resource, which is the, the wildness of the western United States. What do you say to that, Jennifer? Well, that's a uh, it's an argument that the organized opposition likes to use as a scare tactic for people. But if you really think about it, um, the states right now already own and control about 40 million acres of state-owned public land. So you've got wildlife refuges, you've got state parks, you've got um, state uh, natural resource land, uh, state forests, and all those different things. And they're actually being managed very well. Um, especially compared to the federal government. And they're also being managed to an economic benefit to that state. Uh, for example, you know, proper timber management or proper grazing programs will generate revenues for the state that then can be used, those funds can then be used to support um, the maintenance of recreation areas and that type of thing. So we're seeing some very good results at the state level where states own and control public lands. Now, they're not all perfect, but I can tell you that the vast majority are far, far, far better than the federal government. And um, they're able to actually outperform the federal government on an average of 10 to 1 or better economically. So where the federal government loses is in the business of losing money for every dollar they spend on land management, the states are actually turning a little bit of a profit on those lands, and so that profit is being used in the state to pay for schools and roads and parks and different you know things like that that benefit the people in that state. So um, the other thing is that, you know, who in their right mind um, – could agree that western states would just lock it all up and overexploit it i mean that's what the east did (laughs) 
and and the east they they these people that are saying that oh no the states can't do it they'll they'll you know they'll close it all down they'll they'll privatize it all that's just such baloney that's how eastern easterners think that's what easterners have done and yet they want to leave easterners in control of the western land it, it makes no sense at all here in the west we are public land states we've grown up with these lands we love them we appreciate them we enjoy them we just want them managed better and we know that the best solution is to follow the Constitution and to allow the states to be on equal footing with each other and make decisions within their own states. We have plenty of state agencies that um, manage the environment, that manage environmental quality and permitting, and state legislatures that set the policy for the lands and how they will be prioritized in terms of um, recreation areas, wilderness areas, uh, industrial areas, economically beneficial areas, and that kind of thing. So um, I trust the, the people in my state a lot more than I trust the people in Washington, D.C., and I'm not the only one. <laughs> this has been an ongoing argument for over 100 years, and uh, we just know that local management is better than, than federal management in most instances. And um, we want the states to be able to work with the counties where the lands are located. So it's not just the state legislature acting alone, but they would be the, the state government would be coordinating with the county governments where the lands are located. So there's this really strong partnership that strengthens local voices in the decisions for the lands and resources in their area, but still has general oversight from the state and the regulatory agencies to make sure that we're doing it right. So I think, you know, you look at the state of Colorado and you go, well, of course, the people of Colorado are going to want to protect our lands. I mean, look at look at how much we love to hike. We're the most active state in the country. And somehow, if we got control of the federal lands that, that takes place here in Colorado, we're just going to turn them over to, you know, strip malls and, and you know, full business development and apartment complexes and all that stuff. I don't see that happening. And so, uh, you know, this idea that somehow we're going to we're going to lose this land if we have more control, just I don't think is the case. I think uh, that uh, that's a common thread that both the the, the kind of bolder voters, the Denver voters and the and the rural voters are all going to support is we, we live out in the West because we love this atmosphere. We love to go hiking. We love to go camping. I point out to many leftists, I bet I spend more time outside than they do. All these leftists that are concerned about the environment and and uh, global warming and wildfires and all that stuff's happening. I go, I bet, I bet that we spend, I spend, on average, our family spends 50 days a year camping. I guarantee you that the Boulderite does not spend that much time outside camping. We, we live outside. I was a former river guy. I was a former mountain guy. Jennifer, you spend a tremendous amount of time outside. You, you were a former ski instructor and uh, helped build a lot of parks and recreations. You're part of the Parks and Recreation Administration. So uh, we're, we're not in the pockets of big oil and trying to turn over our federal lands. We love our federal lands, and we want to make sure we our or, or open lands. Not our federal lands. We love our wild lands, but um, <laughs> we love the land. We just don't love the, uh, the form of government that's right now destroying them. That's right. That's yeah. right. So yeah, what- you know, I my degree is in parks and recreation. I'm a I'm an outdoor recreation planner by trade. That's what a lot of what I did early in my career. And my husband's a lifelong wildlife biologist. We're both avid outdoorsmen and. You know, I was elected to the Montana State Senate to represent a district in northwest Montana where our public lands and access to them is very, very important to the majority of constituents here. And um, so is hunting, so is fishing, so is hiking and outdoor recreation and all those things. 
as is proper management of our forests. And I think that's part of why, you know, I did well as a, as a state senator and earned a really high percentage of the vote. I didn't spend a lot of money on the Jennifer, campaign. Jennifer, we've got, we're up against a hard break. So when we come back, we're going to continue talking with Jennifer Fielder, the CEO of the American Lands Council. Stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> 